and we are back for episode two already. This is too much fun. What do you think, Jen? Loving it. Yeah, and let's just be honest with the people listening that this is actually only a week apart. We've already decided to record our second podcast because clearly we couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> well, I think we have a lot to say, and I know I said this is the first episode, but I mean, there's no better time than now, so we've got to get rolling. My name is Jazz, and I am the Director of Marketing and Communications at JB Skin Guru, and I am here with... Jennifer, and I am also known as JB Skin Guru. I am the CEO and founder of the company. Love it. So today we're going to talk about something that is kind of taboo, but I love to talk about this because I think that it gets a really bad rep, and I love... Our philosophy of it. I love talking about it. And the topic is drumroll aging. aging. Oh my God, we could like totally be in a choir or something. Um, <laughs> so, of course, when we think of aging, we always think about wrinkles and skin. So, I mean, we're here with the guru. We might as well chat about what actually happens when our skin ages. Like, what is the process, the scientific background? Well, I think that we have to start with the idea of, as women, from a very young age, we go through a lot of hormonal changes. And that is not something necessarily the same for men. So if we want to focus on women for now, you go through your puberty, you go through maybe pregnancy and then premenopause. And so all of these different things will impact the skin. And as we age, what actually happens is as the estrogen levels lower, the skin does get thinner. And if we're less secretions on the skin, the uh, microbiome is often impaired. That's talking about the good and the bad bacteria here. Yep. So th the skin will actually be more reactive oftentimes as we age. And that's something we don't necessarily think about because if you think about it, if you go to the store tomorrow morning or even now, you'll find all of these different products on the shelves that are going to want to stimulate your skin. Right. Like you're talking like retinols, AHAs, peptides, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And we'll throw all of it at our face right. because we're thinking, you know, I want to look good or I want to look younger. And we're not thinking from a different perspective of what's my skin trying to tell me today. Right. Because there's a beauty to aging. Yeah. I feel now also when it comes to anti-aging products and that sort of thing, which is actually a word that we don't use here at JB Skin Guru. Yeah. But I'm saying how other people out there market. It's always like you even see these 20-year-olds being marketed on how to have all this anti-aging stuff done to them or, you know, like the whole sort of scarcity, like you need to start thinking about aging and prevention when you're literally 20. So It's literally ingrained in our brains the moment we start even caring about beauty products. It's yeah. like right away about you need anti-aging and you need all this stuff. I need a, I, you know, I need a eye cream. I need a lip cream. Right? I need a chest cream. I need a knee cream. <laughs> and, it, and it goes on and on. And Wait, so, what about elbow? You forgot oh yeah, elbow. Right? <laughs> and so I think that when you go from a minimalistic approach of embracing the aging process, I think it throws a lot of people 
a bit for a loop because it's sort of, what are you talking about? I don't need these 15 products. Yeah, exactly. So in your mind, is there a certain age? Is there a certain time in your life where it is actually in your philosophy appropriate to start thinking of different things to sort of um, make sure our skin has the best chances of aging gracefully? Well, I think in the best of worlds from childbirth, ah, you know, so, <laughs> so mom and you're out. <laughs> so sort of as a mom, mm. it's sort of from that moment of extending the care or the self-care of the skin mm-hmm. being an organ and and less is more. Right. So I think if, if it's ingrained from childbirth, then you're not going to, because it's not something you can wake up at 40 and say, oh my goodness, today's the day. Right. Because the damage specifically from the sun yeah. is, you know, the accumulation between zero to 18 or zero to 20 years of age. Mm. That damage will never go necessarily away. It's it's there somewhere, right? Right. So it's not like you're going to wake up and you're 21 and it's going to reveal itself. So that's why sometimes some 20-year-olds will be walking around thinking, this is awesome. I look great. That, when they're tan, you're saying. Yes, yes. And the tanning looks fantastic. However, it's, I always say, when you wake up one day in your 40s, you're going to wonder where that came from. Mm-hmm. And it comes from then. So prevention in a way, but prevention not in necessarily including all of these invasive ingredients. It's more prevention in terms of being really mindful of what you're exposing your skin to. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because if the skin is is being treated with respect, I know that's, uh, unless you have something going on. Yeah, yeah. So when I say something going on, d- during different hormonal periods, the skin can be out of whack and then you might want to have something special happening or you might want to consult a dermatologist, which mm-hmm. I recommend very uh, highly. Or for example, if you are going through various medical procedures, so uh, chemotherapy, for example, or you have an autoimmune disease, those will be trickier. And then you will want to be even more cautious and more preventive from a young age because the skin will age faster. For sure. But if you're living your best life, like everyone likes to say these days, (laughs) um, and you're eating everything in moderation and you're moving and you're drinking your water, and we need to talk about that at some point, and you're drinking your water, then it's really about always thinking of keeping the skin intact and not ablating it so much, right? right? right. So you're not going to want to do so much. So feeding it the nutrients that it requires and respecting its functions and the functions that it can auto-heal, it can auto-repair and auto-regenerate at the end of the day. So this is why um, a lot of people, when we speak of aging, they always go to two things that I've heard all the time. The first one is exfoliation. And the second one is retinol. This is seriously the hot words out there when you're trying to quote unquote combat aging. So what do you think about that? Well, again, I do like retinol. A lot of people think I don't like it. It's not that I don't like retinol. I just think that retinol has its place in Mm -hmm. the industry. And I think that retinol, uh, this idea of buying all different kinds of retinol, blending them in your night cream and all of this, 
I think needs to stop. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are about putting it morning and night every single day. Yes. And this is where you're traveling on tricky grounds, I think. And then, <laughs> and then you're finding it in foundation uh, and in everything else. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a natural way to go about it. So we could talk about rose hip oil and different things that are a natural derivative and and that will work in a different way. But I think that if you're really serious about retinol and it's something that you really want to use, then I really recommend you go see a dermatologist yeah, and you get something clean. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And what about uh, exfoliation? Because I think now exfoliation is literally on steroids. <laughs> You've got the all the different peels, you've got the microbeads, you've got the enzyme peels, you've got the gommage, you literally have got it all. What do you think the best way if you are going to exfoliate in terms of when we're talking about aging and making sure to respect your skin as much as possible? Well, interestingly enough, I overheard someone this week say that exfoliation was only microbeads. And I just wish I could have gone into the television and oh, yeah. corrected that. There's just different ways to exfoliate. So of course there's the chemical and then we've got all the mechanical peels, et cetera, et cetera. At the end of the day, I feel it's important to understand that everybody's skin will need exfoliation at different intervals. Mm-hmm. So for most, we don't need to be exfoliating every day. Right, every but that's week. what they all yes. say out there. Weekly, if not twice a week. I mean, come on. <laughs> and I feel that sometimes if we're over exfoliating mm-hmm. as we're aging yes. and the skin is already thinning, then that inflammatory process is kicked in more than anything else. Right. Because when someone's exfoliating, it is causing some sort of inflammation to the skin, yeah. which is where your philosophy lies that- That if there's red skin, it's inflammation. It's a red flag. You have to stop. And that inflammation is actually a huge thing that accelerates aging. It's, it does. And, right. and that's my whole thing is if you- slow down the inflammatory process, Mm -hmm. your skin is healthier and looks better. Mm -hmm. So this idea of let's exfoliate, let's ablate, and it's okay if my skin is burning for seven weeks, (laughs) it's going to look good at one point and there's no need for the skin to be that way whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to exfoliate, I always think you have to look at different things. What am I exfoliating with? How often will I do such a thing and um, why? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's so ingrained in our in our mentality that it's a must that I don't think a lot of people stop to think, okay, look at your skin, take a step back. Does it actually need exfoliation? <laughs> Most of the time, seriously, the answer is no. If I speak from experience for myself, let's say, I'll be like, you know what? Actually, none of this needs to be exfoliated right now. And the skin was created and designed to exfoliate itself. Mm-hmm. So this premise that it's a needed thing. I mean, I always tell clients, if you look at your feet in comparison to the skin on your face, I don't know, tell me what needs to be exfoliated more. Let's not talk about our feet on here. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so... If let's say somebody wants to go the natural route and they want to age gracefully and they're mindful from the moment they come out of the womb, (laughs) um, what are the best tricks, whether, you know, ingredients or lifestyle or whatnot that you would recommend to, you know, hashtag be your best self? (laughs) I think that if we stick to a lot of those ingredients that I consider antioxidants, Mm -hmm. so of course, vitamin A, which is a retinol, there's different ways you can use it. You can use it in a more natural way, of course. You're going to want to focus on your vitamin C. You're going to want to, all of those things, uh, 
various derivatives of omegas as yeah. well that you'll find. In- and I hear that it's because omegas, like our bodies don't produce it and our yeah. skin doesn't produce it by itself, but it's such an important sort of healthy fat. Well, it's a great healthy fat and it, and the skin needs it. Exactly. So you don't want to have that shallow like doll, yeah, lifeless skin. <laughs> skin. You want to be, you want to be glowing. Yeah, right? and it comes from those healthy fats. It really does. So antioxidants, vitamins, um, omegas, and in terms of lifestyle, of course, we mentioned sun. Yes. Is there any other things that you think really make aging? or the process of aging more, let's say, on your side rather than against it? So here's my boring list. Mm, I love it. Nobody likes this. Oh, I'm excited. One, uh, the best is to cut out alcohol. Oh, yes. As much as possible. People, you're right, are not going to like that one. No, but uh, I, I always you. get complaints on this one. It's the fr- <laughs> are like, what do you mean I can't? I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying if, if that was your... If you care about your skin, it's affecting right. it. Right. Um, and then all of the bad fats, right? right? So anything that would be high cholesterol, rising. So you kind of want to avoid that. You don't want your liver overworking for any reason. And it will show itself on your skin. And it does accelerate the aging process. And then another thing that we get a lot of questions about is water. Okay. Um, and so there's two different schools of thoughts. There's a school of thought saying it makes no difference how much water you drink. The body doesn't need so much. The body knows how. Hmm. That's not really my philosophy. (laughs) Did my hmm give it away? I mean, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I I feel drinking water is a necessity. When you think about it, if you do um, any blood panels, any blood tests, Mm -hmm. they're able to see if you're dehydrated even through blood. Yeah, and isn't like the human body made up mostly of water? I feel like we might need this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I think water is is vital. So, and coffee doesn't count, right? No. So cutting out the, the alcohol as much as possible, any high fats that are not the good fats, and then sugar also is another thing you're going to want to cut as well. Sugar's a really good one because we touched on inflammation earlier yes. and how that totally accelerates the aging. And from what I gather, the like sugars really are a trigger to inflammation, right? It's so fascinating. Many years ago, I don't know if you remember jazz, but we had when we first embarked on the oncology aesthetics mm-hmm. uh, almost eight years back now, I remember there was um, a study that was being talked about where in some places, some of the oncologists ask the uh, patients undergoing chemo to eat a lot of sugar prior to their treatments because, you know, cancer loves sugar. So, I mean, I don't have any specific studies to quote on that, but I just remember this conversation. And I remember in my brain, it went like, wow. So, but that also, not only for that aspect, but the sugar also destroys or breaks up some of the enzymes, right, in our skin. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason that you would want to cut down as much as possible your sugar intake. Yeah, so at the end of the day, the aging or, you know, trying to avoid aging, let's be honest, it's like a 360- Thing like it's not. It's a lifestyle, right? It's uh, like you can see I'm French. (laughs) It doesn't drop from the sky. This anti-aging little superhero is gonna come save you. How you're going about life is gonna reflect, right? Wait, and that's why when you're really stressed, it it shows on your skin. Mm -hmm. If you're having a really great week, or a lot of people say, "Oh, I go on vacation and my skin looks great." Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
because you're sleeping. Well, that was the other thing I wanted you to touch on is the whole sleeping aspect. I think that plays a huge part on how our skin functions as we age, especially. It is number one. Yeah. I I joke around and say, and it's not really a joke, but sleep is the new Botox. Mm -hmm. If you're not sleeping, the body's not hydrating itself. It's not repairing itself. And then I always think about what are you sleeping on? You know, are you sleeping on natural fibers as much as possible? Or are you sleeping on something that maybe has lots of synthetics? So example, like your linens and whatnot, the way that it pulls on your skin throughout the night is, yes. could, you know, cause wrinkles. And yes. That so sort think of pillowcase, thing. right? Exactly. And all, so yeah. you're going to want to avoid synthetic. You're going to mm-hmm. want natural fibers. And yeah. we'll probably do a podcast oh, yeah. on sleep. Oh yeah. We're definitely going to touch on that more, but. So sleep is probably number one. And then it's it's what you're putting in your body. And then what you're putting on your body. Exactly. So because we're talking about aging, I can say that I'm going to be 35. And it's an interesting age because... In a way, you don't feel like you're youngin' because you're like, no way, I'm in my 30s. Look I'm at not me. a 22-year-old. So serious <laughs> now about life, like doing this adult thing. And then, but at the same time, obviously, I'm still quite young. But yeah, so the, the conversation of aging, I feel is really interesting depending on which age group you fall under. So for you, let's say, Jen, mm-hmm. in your life, or let's say with some of the women that you interchange with, What would you say, because we love aging, so what would you say the best part of aging is? Well, I think it would be just confidence and not caring so much about what everybody else Mm -hmm. kind of thinks about you. Yeah, I love that. I was never really that person though. So I'm the girl, and, and, and Jazz can actually attest to this story. We've done lots of events and Oftentimes I'll be working before an event and I usually am the one who shows up with no makeup on or her hair not done. And it's interesting because I've never been that girl to worry about what I look like on a red carpet so much. So I feel like once I get somewhere, I'm just so happy to be there and I'm so in the moment. And it's after when we get the pictures, I'll be like, oh my goodness, (laughs) I can't believe it. But I think that that's part of not worrying so much of what people think, but it's more about how you feel. And I think aging gives you that. Yeah, I can definitely agree. Like, I mean, if I think of what I was like, even though I've always been pretty sort of sure of myself, I think with aging, the most beautiful thing is knowing more and more um, what you want and what you deserve. And I think that's what my journey in my 30s thus far has given me. It's like nothing can stop me. I feel kind of I've gained this sort of inner power and inner sort of assurance about myself that I never had before. So um, the interesting thing is there definitely is and are there are some challenges when it comes to aging, no matter how old you are. And that's something that I think when people will hush me or say, oh, you don't know, you're just 35, you're still young. It really bothers me because I'm like, actually, we're all we all have different little challenges depending on what age we are or what phase, because it's not necessarily a number, it's more like a phase or an era of your life that you're in. I feel like that's something that the conversation needs to change a little bit about, that people, like, unless you're over a certain age, you have no clue what aging is about. This goes right back to our unconscious bias. Yeah. And it's really that. And I feel that in our industry, it's a huge thing. So for example, if I go somewhere 
And, you know, I have a few autoimmune things going on and we'll talk about that some other time. But so there are things that happen sometimes as I'm aging. And I I know that even from me, from a medical point of view, when I go um, consult, oftentimes some of the physicians I've seen in the past, not who I'm seeing presently, they would often say, oh, but you're getting older. And I'm thinking, Yeah. yeah, but I'm only 46. Like, I'm not 90. Yeah, I feel like sometimes people will age you much faster also than the age you actually feel like. Like, oh, well, you know, don't think you're going to whatever because you're such and such age. You look at how you're so old, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like in our industry, as we're aging, it's such a faux pas to age. Mm-hmm. You know, you go somewhere and they're expecting you to be flawless. And yeah. I feel that we need to break those false pretenses of perfection. Yeah. And being okay with who we are and being okay with aging without feeling like you're going to be not reprimanded, but called on it. Yeah. And I think also that when I hear women say things like, oh, well, when I was 20 and when I was such and such age, and then I think to myself, like when I was 20, I'm like, man, I don't need to revisit those years in the sense of, I knew nothing then. Like I feel so much better about myself now, today. So I always find this going in the past mindset really self-destructive because at the end of the day, you're never going to be 20 again. So move on. (laughs) Can I say that? (laughs) You can say that, but I, no, I agree. And I feel like if you sit down and you just concentrate on what you used to look like, then how are you going to embrace what you look like today? Because you can't go back. Yeah. And I think it's easy to fantasize, but when you were 20, you probably didn't even know that you were that hot. You know, you were probably so self-conscious about whatever boy you had a crush on. Like I'm really, you know, being stereotypical or whatever, but you know what I mean? So I feel like if anything, um, celebrating aging and looking at it as a process of self-discovery, like what else Is there about myself rather than what did I lose about myself? Because you lost nothing. No, you're just gaining. Yeah, it's your beautiful journey and it's leading you to the next step and the next step and the next step. I find sometimes it's it's hard for me to stay quiet when there's certain conversations and often it'll be, you know, women that are older than me. And that's fine, you know, if you're feeling crappy about your birthday this year or whatnot. But sometimes I, I look at that and I'm like, man, I really, really want to be conscious of not being that woman that just self punishes or self whatever, because, you know, I'm not a certain number anymore. I often say to people, if you're having a birthday, yeah. it's because you're still alive. And isn't that why we're celebrating birthdays? <laughs> Celebrate the birthday with a cake. Yeah. And for me, being in my 30s, I think the challenges about age and what age you're at is definitely when it comes to the whole, your biological clock thing. Yes. That is yes. a big one. So that's yes. why sometimes when people will say or think like, oh, you know nothing of this aging process and whatnot. I'm kind of like, no, I have inner dialogues that are challenging about whatever number I'm turning because certain decisions in the body can only do certain things for so long. So so I think that would be definitely something that was challenging about turning in your 30s. There's some sort of pressure, underlying pressure going on. I don't know if you had anything to add in terms of challenges about aging, Jen? I think that as we're aging, the beauty of it is that independence that we can get. And I think independence is a really good thing. And I think that, I keep saying I think. So anyways. She's thinking people. (laughs) Having worked with so many women in these last 24 years, 
I can honestly say that we all go through aging whether we want to or not. Exactly. So that's not going to change. The way you go about it can make a difference. And I feel like the way you go about it is totally what determines quote unquote, how beautiful you are. If you're there feeling sorry for yourself because you have a wrinkle. Or crying because it's your birthday. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like obsessive over this one wrinkle. I mean, girl, you got a long ways to go. I think the most beautiful women are the women that are proud of who they are. They might have a million wrinkles, but it doesn't matter because they're happy. They're radiating and like they love life and they have this super joyous spirit about themselves. That's how I think beauty is, you know, and I think you really gain that as you age. As you age. And I don't think anyone is looking at you and counting and making a list of how many wrinkles you, there's no Excel (laughs) spreadsheet anywhere, (laughs) like taking, keeping tabs of your wrinkles. Yeah. I think we can agree that we all need to take a chill pill and then a step back. Let's all relax a little when it comes to wrinkles. I mean, they're going to happen. And I think they, they tell a story. I don't know. There's something really beautiful about them. Yeah. And if you take time to embrace that process and you're taking care of your skin on a regular basis Mm -hmm. with what you need Mm -hmm. and you feel good about that, then you're doing the best you can do. But there's no instant quick fix. No. There is none. So if you're not doing the 360, Mm -hmm. so if you're not doing your water, you're not sleeping, you're drinking too much alcohol. And then when you're not drinking alcohol, you're drinking coffee and you're running from one place to the next and you're overstressed. You're not helping yourself. Maybe the silver lining or the, I don't know what to say exactly, but maybe the part about aging, the point that we're missing about aging is we should just be enjoying the ride. That's, that. I mean, (laughs) that's it. I mean, why not, you know? So because we're in this topic, In terms of, let's say, your career or maybe yourself on a personal level, what advice would you give or have given your younger self? And I know you have daughters, so maybe they'll be listening. (laughs) Well, for me, um, if we're talking in my skincare journey, I would say uh, put down the noxema. That's a good one. I'm not guilty of the noxema. Noxema was a big thing in my era. It was benzo gel. Yeah, us it was noxema. Mm. And um, lots of sun in the hair. Put oh, it yeah. down. <laughs> and uh, the, um, me, it was the apricot scrub. Yeah. Put that down and run as yeah. far as you Or use it on your feet if you want or something. <laughs> totally. So it would be put down in eczema. Yeah, it <laughs> I would. love it. Straight up, put down in eczema. <laughs> I think for me, what, uh, what advice I would give my younger self is to not expect perfection out of myself and out of others. I think that has been Mm. a curse and a gift, I would say. I think it's why I'm super good at a lot of things. (laughs) But I think when it comes to physical appearances or um, how you feel about yourself, I think perfection can be a silent killer, man. Yeah. It really can. So I think I would tell myself, it's okay if it's not perfect and you can still do it if it's not perfect and you can still enjoy it and you can still, you know, make something amazing, even if it's not perfect. And that's definitely something I learned over the last few years and feels good. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have like a weight lifted off Mm -hmm. your shoulders Mm -hmm. when you're able to. To let that go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't think I'm alone in this. No, I think, no. And I think kids do that to you as well over time. Yeah. So when I had my first, it was one thing. 
I, I always joke and say that by the time I had my third, I was like, where is Erica? <laughs> and yeah. no children were harmed. No, I no, promise. no, no. You're but an amazing mom. It's a question of just, you realize that there's certain things you cannot control. And the more you learn to let go, yeah. the easier uh, parenthood is. For sure. And I think that's another thing I would have learned from getting older is embracing change and flexibility and things evolving and morphing, even though like it's not what you had in mind. And I think the more that I express or like dig into my creative self, the more that that those gems were hidden about changing and ideas evolving and, you know, letting that sort of thing take its own twists and turns and whatever that may be. But I think if I hadn't tapped into the whole creative aspect of my brain, I don't know that I would have been able to do that. And you know, that correlates with the skin. Tell me more. (laughs) So what happens is, is as we're aging, if we're continually fighting everything and fighting change, it it actually will cause internal stress and turmoil. Totally. And that internal stress is going to reflect itself on the skin. So maybe your skin's going to be very angry, so it's going to be very red. Mm-hmm. Uh, for others, it might be continuous breakouts. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not trying to be hippy-dippy-doo here. No. But it, it really, there is this incredible correlation. And when you dig deep with women, yeah. when you're having them one-on-one in a treatment room, I don't know, I don't have statistics to give you. <laughs> we have lots of experienced people. If I told you how many women would cry in my treatment room, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. And it was really that release of letting go of all these expectations of yeah. perfectionism as a mother, yeah. perfectionism as a business person or as a wife or a yeah. friend or whatever it may be. And when I was a child, going to McDonald's for your birthday was a big deal and that was it. You know, and that's okay. I had those birthday parties there too. Now birthday parties are so curated. It's there's a wedding planner, right? Oh no, they need to be Instagram friendly. (laughs) So the the stress levels are high. So if you're able to go with the flow Mm -hmm. and accept change, your skin will thank you. Yeah, I don't think it's hippy dippy whatever. I think being in harmony with your surroundings, with yourself, with quote unquote the universe it totally has an impact on how you're going to behave and your body is an organ. It's attached to you. It's not separate. So it's going to reflect. And you know, Jazz, being aligned is not always easy, but it's not about the hustle. And this alignment doesn't mean you're aligned every day. No, 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 (laughs) exactly. So there's one morning you'll wake up and you're going to be, wow, today I'm so aligned and everything's just going to, and the next day it's going to be one of those whoops day. So maybe that's the day you're going to go spinning and someone's going to push you and then you're going to leave the spinning class and there'll be something else happening. And it's, it's what we call here the weird days and they happen. For sure. You can't fight that and you can't always be prepared for those. (laughs) And you just got to smile at that, right? Yeah. (laughs) So Because we are in the beauty industry, what is one thing or maybe multiple things that you wish you would have known when you started your career? Because we both started really young. I started when I was, I want to say 18. So it was like 17 years ago. That's wild. And you started when you were in your 20s, super early 20s. Early uh, before actually. Yeah. Like late teens, like early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a long time. So what is the one thing that you wish you would have known before or as you started your career? That there was life beyond leg waxing. Ah! 
That's good. That's a quote thing. Like we need this on a t-shirt or something like that. Yeah, I that definitely resonates. I think for me it was also to not think of beauty as like one dimensional. I wish mm. I would have known that back yeah. in the day. And to really think it can be beyond your wildest dreams of anything you ever thought of. So even though while I was taking my aesthetics class and that sort of thing, I was super into what I was doing at the time. But I guess I I wish I would have never put a limit on it. Not that I did, obviously, but I think the the limitless thing is... I think there's a lot of that right now, which sometimes can be overwhelming for, you know, younger people because you're like, oh, there's so many possibilities. I don't even know where to start. But for me, I think the way that my brain was, it was very straight shooter. This is what I do, A, B, A, B. And then as my career evolved, I was just like, whoa, there's literally no limit. And I think that's where I'm sort of bathing now, the limitless life. (laughs) As As a teacher, when students would come to the first class, I would say that if they even had a little bit of a flicker of a flame that I would do everything in my power during their 18 months with me mm-hmm. to make that into the biggest bonfire, yeah. you know, to stimulate that curiosity and that passion. Mm-hmm. But if they limited themselves, it would be the worst, the most boring career. Yeah. But if they had that passion that this industry is limitless. Mm-hmm. It really is limitless that you can do, but you got to start with the basics, right? Yeah. So you start with the schooling and, and what you need to do. You, you need to practice. You need to create this sort of awareness for yourself of what the industry is all about. Yeah. And then as you grow, there's so much you can do with this industry. Definitely. And so let's end on this note. We definitely have no shortage of projects around here, (laughs) but let's say in five to 10 years, without divulging too much, where do you see yourself? Maybe personal, maybe business. For both personal and business, the only thing I'm going to divulge is I see flowers in my future. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sort of, I'm not going to open a flower shop, but I'm kind of obsessed with the concept of opening one. Again, I'm not, but I think that uh, in the future, there will be some kind of farm something with no animals, you know, so more of a planting garden, garden, something that we could work with and use and Mm -hmm. there'll be women involved. That's all I can say. But yeah. I love that. I think if I think of the next five, 10 years, I think there may be a little one running around. Who knows? Maybe a future little skin guru. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) And uh, that's clearly the personal side. Um, But in terms of like career, business, whatever, I, again, don't, I'm not setting any limits whatsoever, but I really see this journey, you know, worldwide even more. I really see the business so staple that the name, you know, as soon as you say it, everyone knows what it is um, and that our message has actually left a huge impact. That's really what I see. I see people going around being like, I really adhere to this philosophy and it actually changed my life and it changed how I see myself, how I act and how I sort of encourage other women to jump on board. Like I really see this rippling effect of the message of embracing aging, love yourself, 
take care of yourself, your planet, your loved ones, you know, do good in your community, that kind of thing. I really see that on a whole other scale for us. And demystifying it in a way where we're being not only sustainable, Mm -hmm. but transparent. And also like with real sort of data, like the science to back it up. And I think that that's something we're definitely going to touch on. The transparency is important on that aspect, right? Because you don't want to be just saying hogwash. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot more in store for us. Clearly, we are never done. <laughs> and we always like to end on a high note. Oh. We love aging. We love aging. Seriously, we we are all about our birthday parties. Oh, we yeah. have the hats, we have the cake, we have everything. And as Jen often says, you know, it is kind of a privilege to age because a lot of people don't have that opportunity. And I really feel that. I really feel that when, you know, I see how healthy my body is and what I'm capable of doing. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, take a minute, girl, and appreciate all that because... It's a great machine. Yeah, it's not a given necessarily that it's always going to function and whatever. So I think we need to stop and maybe smell the flowers a little bit more. I love it. Happy birthday, everyone. (laughs) 